as we turn to Dr. Lindy Rose, pathologist and senior lecturer in plant pathology at Stellenbosch uh, University. Of course, we know what's going down with the peanut butter. Um, and, of course, the recall has been expanded to all foodstuffs that contain peanuts in it. And Dr. Lindy Rose is going to help us think through related matters. Welcome, Dr. Rose. It's good to have you. Thank you. Good morning, Clarence, and good morning to the listeners. Let's start with a random question. Would you like to see Antarctica, or should we keep our filthy <laughs> paws off it? Well, follow, following the wonderful review, I certainly um, would love to and have that kind of transformative experience. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm prioritizing th- that one. Um, so, so all the peanuts, all, all foodstuffs that contain peanuts have been recalled, and I would imagine there are you know, traces of peanuts in a whole lot of foodstuffs. So can we then assume that at the heart of this is aflatoxin uh, is the peanut? Um, yes, Clarence, so maybe just first off a correction. Um, the National Consumer Commission has not recalled all uh, peanut butters and peanut products. What they have asked is that manufacturers and suppliers test all products, um, so peanut butters and products that contain peanuts, and provide the results um, to the commission within 14 days. Okay, that's that's a very public call still, and I would imagine, given our uh, uh, propensity for paranoia. We may just be very paranoid at this moment in time, but all foodstuffs that contain peanuts. Yes, yeah. So, um, rightfully, you said at the heart of the problem is the peanut. Um, it is contaminated um, with these uh, toxins, with aflatoxins, um, and these aflatoxins are merely just substances that are produced by certain fungi. Um, but it is important to know that they are odorless and colorless and they are obviously invisible to the naked eye. And so they have to be measured and tested for by chemical analyses. Yeah, and I would imagine, I, w- I, would, I would hope that every batch leaving uh, the place of manufacture is, 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 te- is tested. Um, uh, w- did we come short in terms of the safety elements that come with the production of foodstuffs containing peanuts? So I think that's a very complicated uh, question to answer. But maybe I'll start um, just at the beginning or at the normal flow. Of things, so the peanuts are produced within the field, and aflatoxin contamination can take place in the field while peanuts are growing. Um, that we typically refer to as pre-harvest, but aflatoxins can also be produced in storage, and they are typically produced in storage when uh, temperatures above 25 degrees Celsius occur and where the the grain moisture is also above um, approximately 8%. So then the storage conditions, um, the temperature together with the available moisture is what drives aflatoxin production in storage. So two two ways contamination can come in, either it comes in pre-harvest while it's growing in the field, or it grows, or it um, 
aflatoxin contamination occurs in storage. Typically, when peanuts are provided um, to manufacturers, there is a certificate of analysis that would accompany um, the raw materials, in this case, the peanuts. But I think it's important to also realize that aflatoxins are really not uniformly distributed in peanut seeds. Um, And so when you think about that distribution is not uniform, sampling and a a well-calibrated statistical sampling method is crucial to ensure proper representation of what the real scenario in a particular batch is, and that obviously ultimately relates to the results that we obtain. Okay, now let's talk about aflatoxin. My wife had peanut butter. It was one slice of peanut butter uh, a week ago, and she's a little worried about that one slice of, or two slices of bread with peanut butter in between. Just what, what, what is the threat that it poses to us? Um, so, firstly, aflatoxins, they occur naturally, right? So, they, they, they are found in nature. The fungus that produces it is widespread in nature. It occurs in soils um, and in grains and obviously can, can also um, live on crop residues. The, the, the situation with aflatoxins is we refer to two different situations, which is um, chronic exposure, which would be low amounts of aflatoxin over an extended period of time. So chronic exposure versus acute exposure. And in this case, the, the recall of the products is because the levels of aflatoxin exceed what has been legislated by the government. And so there the the risk associated is for acute exposure um, that would be associated with vomiting, abdominal pain, um, yeah. Okay, so, so that's that's diagnosis. You say vomiting, abdominal pain. Um, what's the prognosis then? Um, so... In certain instances, your your acute exposure would result in in uh, those symptoms, um, but um, high levels, or let me say, ingestion of very high levels of aflatoxin, so acute exposure, um, has also been linked um, to cancers, liver cancers, um, and kidney cancers. Um, and in certain African countries, um, acute exposure to high levels of aflatoxins have resulted in the loss of human lives. Okay, so this is a pretty serious um, matter. So they, they're going to be testing all of these products that contain peanuts. Um, Correct. And I would imagine that's tens of thousands of, of products. Um, that's going to take, take a wee while, wouldn't it? Um, so the companies, the manufacturers and the suppliers have been given two weeks. Um, I know that many of um, the manufacturers may have their own in-house ability 
um, to test for, for aflatoxins, while others, other smaller producers might have to outsource their testing. Um, but the onus is definitely on the, the manufacturers to provide those results to the commissioner within the, the framework. Okay, so the source again of the aflatoxin, and I'm chatting with Dr. Lindy Rose, pathologist and senior lecturer in plant pathology at Stellenbosch University. And of course, you welcome. Well, you've got a minute or two left if you have a question um, on 0725671567. That's a WhatsApp line you can call uh, directly. The origins of the aflatoxin is the peanut. You've explained that to us. Um, are these peanuts harvested at home? Are they imported? So that's a great question and actually I would also like to know the answer to that. While peanuts are produced in South Africa, I know that the amount of peanut production uh, does not sufficiently meet the local demand. So we certainly do import um, peanuts as well and typically again uh, imported peanuts would have a certificate of analysis. Um, before those raw materials would be provided to a manufacturer. Um, certainly an interesting question, um, Clarence, and I would, would also be very curious to know whether it is um, locally produced peanuts that um, have the aflatoxin problem or whether this problem has been found within peanuts that have been imported yeah. uh, for these purposes. We've we got to wrap it up. So you would, you, do you advise caution at this moment in time, or is the paranoia due? No, I, I absolutely advise caution, and I listened to the interview uh, with the re- representative of the commissioner on the show yesterday afternoon. Um, I think that consumers um, should be cautioned. They should be cautioned. They should be careful in their selection. Um, and I would do due diligence in mm. terms of the product. The Certain brands, companies yeah. have come out and said we've tested, it's safe. Um, I think, of course, with that goes a big responsibility when you say that. So um, I would Doc, certainly caution consumers. Thank you. And, and Doc, say, we completely out of time. But does the same yeah. rationale apply to your pets as well and peanut butter for pets? Um, absolutely. The same raw products is often used um, for animal feed. Okay, so, so apply the same caution then. And absolutely. that is all that we have a time for. But we really appreciate your insights, Dr. Lundry Rose. Thank you very much. Pathologist Thank and senior so much, lecturer in plant.